Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Vogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. From news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? We've been processing these things, and our leadership is praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Joe. How are you, buddy? I am uh, good, I think, actually. Awesome. Don't don't let me think about that too long, Joe. (laughs) I'm good. Well, I could be... uh, I could be, you know, Johnny Upper or Debbie Downer right now, depending upon how you wanted to. That, that's why that. I so, feel like I don't know. Tip the scale. We'll see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I had uh, an amazing uh, one city meeting yesterday. Yeah. So uh, that's not the nature of this podcast, but we work in this network of churches in our area, and uh, it was just awesome. Like getting together with those guys. There's something really special happening there, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, the Debbie Downer side is. Uh, my dog is going to its final vet appointment tomorrow. Oh, so, well, that is... Wah, wah, yeah, I know. Well, hey, is, see, it just depends on how you start to take the conversation. I had a... I did the podcast uh, intersection yeah. uh, yesterday, which is tied to one city, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was that was a blast, too. The Debbie Downer is, my house burned down. <laughs> <laughs> did it really? No. Yeah, okay. I'm like, just making sure I'm not laughing at tragedy here. Like, wow, could you have more of a dichotomy? Yeah. <laughs> a great, great time with our friends and our city partners. My dog is going to his bottom. Well, you know, but I mean, it's interesting because I feel like that's how most people's lives are, though, right? Like on any given Tuesday, you get them talking about the right thing and they're cheering and smiling. And then all of a sudden you change the topic one way and you're just like, you know, life sucks. You yeah, know, just like, that's right. And uh, it's, yeah. it's the nature of it, right? There's always good and bad. It is. Taking that as a whole. And our dog is just shy of 16 years old. Wow. Which and, dog uh, is this? This is uh, our dog's name is Napoleon. It's a uh, Collie Shepherd mix. Uh, never been the smartest dog alive, but uh, has been a great dog, honestly. Um, very obedient, very fun, very energetic until the last year or so. And um, but it's just he's struggling. Oh, that big is time. sad. So, it's sad when you have to let him go. Yeah, like we that. got him uh, six months after we got married. So this has been wow. Almost we don't know married life without this dog. You know, yeah. so a little crazy, but. Yeah, yeah, we we had. It's funny how you get attached to those things. We have, so we have in our house, um, Heidi, somewhere along the line, when we started buying board games, mm-hmm. she would buy the nice one at Target. You know that comes in the wood boxes. Oh yeah, and you put them on a shelf and 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 you kind of display them that way. And so we have Parcheesi and Life and blah 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 like that. Well. We had a dog named Twister, oh, and no. um, she she was <laughs> she was <laughs> like a hundred and eighty pound mastiff. <laughs> and so, when it was time for her to take her trip to the vet, she couldn't walk, and nobody could lift her. So, I had the vet come to the house, and uh, you know we loved her and cried. She was a wonderful dog. Well, then afterwards. Um, one of the funeral homes has pet services, so they came and got her and took her to uh, be cremated. Well, the owner of the funeral home is a friend of mine, <laughs> so I think maybe he was doing me a funeral, but he he sent her ashes back. 
and this really nice box that says Twister on it. Oh, no. So we put her on the shelf with the games. So there's, oh, there's no. like Life, Clue, Parcheesi, and Twister. <laughs> oh, so I can... she's with us all. We don't have the heart. I don't, I like, what do you do with her? Like, I, I don't have the heart to get rid of her. I don't know what to do with her. So she's just become comic relief now. Which means she's she's the gift that keeps on giving, Joe. I would love to see the mortified face on someone. It's like, hey, let's play a game. Ooh, I haven't played Twister in forever. <laughs> and then you have to explain, no, we can't play Twister. Oh, we don't explain it. <laughs> Just pull out the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something's wrong with the mat. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I'm sorry about old Napoleon. Yeah. I, know, I know that dog. Yeah, she's he's a good dog. Or he's a good yeah, dog. He's a good dog. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I have to actually brag on my daughter a little bit with that when we were processing it together. Oh, gosh, it's going to get me. But uh, this dog was my, my wife's baby, you know, yeah. like, and uh, Ainsley's tearing up. She's asking questions. She's got the quivering lip, and then she turns to Mandy, and she says, uh, Mom, I know you're going to take this the hardest. Like, Aww. and just went and gave her the biggest hug. And, oh, like, sweetie. man, oh, man, that was just a sad moment, but a very memorable, loving moment at the same time. That's cool. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's not the nature of today's podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now all of you know. Now all of you know. And yeah, many of you do know how that all feels. But um, so, Jeff, this this one actually comes from a, uh, a few different places of questions. Okay. Um, and so... Um, a few people have submitted uh, questions along these lines, just curious, how does that work? Uh, there have been some podcasts kind of out there uh, as of the last year or so that have talked about this topic a little bit. Um, and then you've also gotten some, um, I don't know really quite how to put it, but you've gotten some questions yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. kind of you know right at you about this thing. And really, today's topic is all about Christian leadership, um, and how does that work, and how does that navigate? There seem to be lots of different models. There certainly seems to be plenty of, uh, at least in the news, bad examples. I don't, I don't know that that's the norm as much as that's just what's in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you, you, we can hear things like, "Well, the church just runs like a business." Especially, it seems the bigger the church is, you know, Grace Church just runs like a business, and they don't yep. care about whatever. Or kind of the cynical side, particularly looking at your position. Well, you're the senior pastor. You just could do whatever you want, right? Yeah. And uh, and that really is the end of our podcast. There's the answer. <laughs> and uh, no, but so how how does that work, Jeff? And um, I don't know that we can obviously answer for every church out there, but how does it work for us here at Grace, and mm-hmm. and what can we look at when it comes to leadership in a church? Well, it works the way that the leaders and the elders of the church set it up to work, and and it's usually tied to. Uh, their core commitment to try to bring biblical leadership principles to bear on the leadership of the church. So the the leadership of the church and the structure of the church is broadly set up in the Scripture. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's that's like when when people say, well, the church is a business. I'm like, well, we're a terrible business then, you know, <laughs> because we don't make any money, and and uh, we uh, if we have extra, we spend it right away mm-hmm. on on people's needs. So uh, the church is not a business. We are not a not for profit organization. Uh, the scripture would say that the church is a spiritual entity, a family, a flock, 
the household of God. There's all these different metaphors that mm-hmm. God uses in the Scripture to describe His church. But we are empowered, we are raised up, and we are built by Jesus him, Himself. Yeah. If you start from that foundation and you seriously embrace that foundation, your next move is going to be to go into the Scriptures and say, uh, this would be into the, especially Paul's writings, how is the church supposed to be structured? Yeah. And the way that the church is to be structured is actually not as a democracy. Interesting. So that that is a falsehood as well. Uh, some people who say, um, well, a big church or your church uh, uh, is just, you know, you doing whatever you want to do. Why doesn't the congregation vote on everything? And I would look at them and say, well, you don't find that in the Scripture anywhere. Right. So the the sheep, one of the one of the uh, metaphors of this of the of the church in the scripture is the people are sheep and the pastors or the elders are shepherds. Mm-hmm. So in the sheep shepherd relationship, the sheep don't vote mm-hmm. on what the shepherds do, and they don't um, uh, they don't vote whether the shepherds can make a decision or not. They're not the overseers of the shepherds. So yeah. that is also unbiblical. It's called congregational rule. Um, and that's an Americanism that, that's been put into many churches. The structure that the Scripture lays out is eldership. And eldership is a Bible word. It means overseer. In fact, if you uh, read the Bible, I have a newer translation. It'll probably say overseer in it. Mm-hmm. And the, the Scripture says that the church is to be overseen by overseers, mm-hmm. And then in Timothy and Titus especially, it would describe what qualifies someone as a biblical overseer. So they must be the husband of one wife. They must not. Uh, they must be temperate. They're not a hothead. They must not be a new believer. They must be respected in the community. They must be full of integrity. They must be able to teach, um, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. would, would be through there. And then what the congregation does is the congregation affirms and surfaces the overseers. So like here at Grace, when we are appointing a new elder, Mm -hmm. we will put that person's name out to all the congregations of Grace Church. And And we'll ask for feedback. Do you think we should or shouldn't? And if we get negative feedback, we actually go investigate it, right? And so the congregation appoints that overseer, and then those overseers oversee the church and lead the church. Mm -hmm. So pastors are by nature elders. Mm -hmm. So the way that—so all of our pastors, if you didn't qualify to be an elder, you wouldn't qualify to be a pastor, biblically. So— and at Grace Church, all of our pastors are spiritual elders, and then because we're such a big church, um, we have what's called a administrative board of elders, and these are this is a legal body, so we can exist in the state of Ohio and own property and all those kind of things. And that group is made up of elders. Some of us are pastors the majority of them are lay people. Mm-hmm. So I am a elder, and um, 
uh, on that board, uh, and then there's some other pastoral elders, and then there are lay leaders who are elders, and those men own businesses, they're doctors, they're carpenters, they're retired, um, they're accountants, they, they have all kinds of different occupations, but spiritually, they are respected, they are trusted, and they lead the church. And, and the Bible says that an elder should never lead selfishly, and they should never, the, the Bible term is, they should never lord their authority. Mm-hmm. So they're not in it so they get the best parking spot and get a name tag. Uh, they're actually a servant, but when leadership is needed or required, that responsibility falls to them. Hmm. Then I serve by the appointment of the elders as the senior pastor of Grace Church. And then in our system, which is a a big church, obviously, the pastors and the staff work for the senior pastor. Mm -hmm. The senior pastor reports to the elders. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the people surface and appoint the elders. So when you're trying to do a version of that, uh, your church is going to be relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, if the elders are lording their authority or being arrogant, if a pastor is being rebellious or uh, doesn't lack the hu- or lacks the humility to be submissive to the elders, then you have a church meltdown. Um, if you have leaders and people who are trying to seek the Lord, that system that God set up, and it will play out differently based on the size of the church and all those kind of things, but that system will protect the people and guide the leadership. Yeah, I think that's excellent, um, and that make sure that might sound biased coming from me. I love the way that we're set up in that way. But one of the things you just said I think is really important. You said when they're seeking the Lord. Yep. Um, and I would love for you to expand on that a little bit, because um, I'm, I'm fairly confident that we're not just a group of leaders that are, we just have the best strategies and we've done the best planning and not that that's never a part of it, but how do we balance, like, here's what we're pretty sure we should do, wisdom, planning, versus like, we seek the Lord? Yeah. So strategy and philosophies and planning are tools, um, but the Lord has to lead us to what He wants built. So I'll give you... A, an example. Sure. So All In, All Out mm-hmm. is uh, the big vision that's driving the Bath Campus right now. That's the building of Restore, the creation and building of the sports ministry, and the raising up of interns and residents. So someone might say, um, uh, Jeff wanted to build a gym, so he said he wanted to build a gym, so the church built a gym. <laughs> and I would say um, that is not like remotely accurate. Mm. So the way that a big idea like that would start, we launched All In, All Out in 2019. In 2017, the senior pastor of Grace Church and the campus pastor, the Bath Campus, would have been tasked by the elders. It's They would look at me, in essence, and say, vision and direction is your job. Like, you should originate with you. And and which is totally appropriate. It's also a skill set of mine, right? Mm-hmm. So it would make sense. 
So the way that that would have started is it would have started around a, a campfire in my backyard. Huh. And I would have started praying. I usually have a journal with me. And just over a series of a few months saying, Lord, you know, it's, I realize there's another chapter of, of the, the story of grace to unfold here. Would you start to lay something on my heart? From there, I would have started to talk to the staff and our steering team of the Bath Campus and say, guys, what do you see? Like, what, what, do you, what ministries do you see working? What needs do you see? And the feedback from that would have been, um, everything should start with how do we serve and love our community and proclaim the gospel to them. So that, that narrows the question. So what do you see as serving and loving our community and proclaiming the gospel to them? Things like sports and leadership development. Uh, when we throw a basketball in something, parents let us tell their kids about Jesus. Mm-hmm. We believe from the Bible, the path that the Bible lays out, that planting churches is, the, is one of the biblical mandates of the church. And so you got to have leadership for that. So it would fit into that box. I would start to mull on that, think about that. I would start, I'm a tool now. I would start to strategize and philosophize about that. I would refine it, get it into a, a set of circumstances that it could com- I could communicate it to somebody and it would make sense, where I could look at a group of people and say, I think we should expand sports ministry. I think we should keep training interns and residents, Uh right? Where I'm going to go with that then is to our lay eldership. Guys, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, This is what I saw. This is why I saw it. What do you think? And I'm going to get lots and lots of feedback about that. I'm going to take that feedback. Some of it's going to be really, really good. Some of it's going to be brainstorming, and some of it's going to be like a crazy idea that we all kind of knew wasn't going to work, you know. Mm -hmm. But you're just working that through. This is 2017. We're going to work that through. In the middle of that process, a opportunity came up to do something about opioids. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we would look and say, wow, when we're in a process of raising money and an opportunity that really works comes up, maybe God is leading us in yet a third direction. The elders, in essence, are going to task me to go investigate that process, understand it. Does it really work? Is it credible? I'm going to come back and I'm going to, so to say, report that to them And then we're going to agree that in our thinking, that process should be put into place, Mm -hmm. right? We're then going to talk about that. We're going to pray about that. And then we're going to come to kind of a phase where we say, we think that's a general direction we should go. The next thing that they're going to task us with is, so Jeff, you want to expand sports ministries. We agree with you. Does that mean buy a building, build a building? Does that mean get get you know buy a blimp and televise it all? What's it mean? So I'm going to go investigate a plan, look at this building, look at that building. Da, 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 da. It's all going to shake out over time. For about a year, we're going to come together, and I'm going to look and say, guys, I think this is what we should do. 
when we get to that place, we are going to fast and pray. And what we're going to pray for is not that God gives us money. We're going to pray that God begins to give us a unity as a church family, okay? Now it's 2018. 2018, I'm going to start talking to the lay leaders of the church who aren't elders. And I had uh, 92 different meetings (laughs) about that. As they get excited and it makes sense to them and they give feedback and we tweak and tweak, in early 2019, we're going to bring that to the congregation. Mm -hmm. And that's going to culminate in a vision campaign. This one happened to involve a building. It's Nowhere in there is like Jeff said, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. It is a seeking out what God has for us, working with the leadership, asking the Lord to bring prayer into it. And then it's Jeff's job or assignment to communicate that mm-hmm. and to oversee the organization of that and then to execute upon it. But that's how a decision, a big decision like that would be made. Uh, what time of the Easter service is going to be? Uh, Jeff's going to just decide that, right? <laughs> We're not going to get into that minutia. But that's the way that it works, and it's not uh, Jeff wants to publish a book, Jeff wants another podcast, Jeff wants to be on TV, Jeff should be a speaker, we got to get Jeff a plane. Um, we're unique in, in being a church our size. I actually don't have any access to the money of the church. Mm-hmm. I cannot write a check. I cannot get money out of an account and I don't carry a church credit card. And I don't get reimbursed if I don't turn a receipt in for something. I didn't want, because of our size especially, I didn't want anything to do with any of that. I don't have a church car. Um, If you see me on an airplane and I'm sitting in first class, it's because the points on my American Express card bumped me up. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Right? So I don't have requirements for that. Um, In the wintertime, I did ask if I could park... Uh, an inside parking at the airport. <laughs> that, that's kind of my perk, I guess. Um, but but this is all in like a spirit of like, we don't want to do that. That's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in it. Um, I don't want to be a celebrity. Um, I want elders that hold me accountable, but don't hold me under their thumb. Like mm-hmm. we function in a brotherhood now, I've also been here for 28 years. Sure. So there's lots of trust. Um, and the, uh, between myself and Pastor Bob and the 50 years between the two of us, there's never been a financial scandal at Grace Church. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the books audited every year. You know, so there's, just a, there's a standard of integrity. There's an expectation and a standard of humility and what I say is that trust is the currency of leadership. It's the currency of ministry. Mm-hmm. So when, when if you're like newer to grace and you hear Jeff say, hey, we need to build a gym, you might look and say, is nobody going to question that? The people who've been here for a long time know what I just said. Mm-hmm. Like that thing's been questioned 50 times before he ever said it out loud. Yep. We trust him by the way, God also united us. It makes sense mm-hmm. what they're saying. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's how it works, mm-hmm. you know? And and when you do that in love, I think if you really love people, they know it. 
And if you don't really love people, they know that too. And so I really love the people of Grace Church, genuinely love them, and I think they know that. And um, and that's how it works. But it works. It's called the plurality of eldership. Mm-hmm. There's not one guy in charge yep. at Grace Church. Yeah, I've been um, in meetings with you. You are. Uh, you mentioned the questioning. You are not surrounded by yes men. <laughs> no, I don't want to be. You're right. not. You're not good. You're, you, you don't get the best solution that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And then you are uh, surrounded by um, leaders who will seek the Lord with you. And I think that's they're they're not gunning for your job. Uh, they're not gunning for the best idea. Like, who? Maybe he can say that you know John had the best idea. You know, it's just like no. This is about that unity that you talked about, and we continue to see the fruit of those answered prayers that you were yeah. talking about. And our staff is very much that way. Our st- we're not competitive with each other. Mm-hmm. We're trying to help each other win. Because if you win, the go- the gospel advances. Yep. You know, if, if uh, Brad Dietz Creek gets the credit, the gospel. Advances. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, that kind of trust. And honestly, if you, if somebody came on our staff or into our leadership and they had that attitude, they would be such a strange people. Would be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. we don't do that, right? <laughs> and and we're not going to start. And then it's my job, the, the quote-unquote authority that I have, I am to use to serve the body. So it's my job and the elder's job to protect things like that Yeah, and, and to make sure that the church is as healthy as it can be. We're not perfect, of course. We're all sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have ulterior motives floating around Grace Church. We're just trying to get the job done. Yeah. Now, Jeff, let's take a, a, a slight turn here. Um, let's let's say that one of the listeners here, maybe they're one of those newer folks to Grace Church, um, or maybe someone that's listening knows some folks that are maybe hurt by or new, uh, hurt by the church or a church, or they're new to Grace and are just not sure how to put their finger on it. What would you recommend for someone that doesn't trust the leadership here yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, take your time. Mm. You know, the, I don't want anything from you. So if, if your last, if, if the church burned you financially, don't, don't give to grace. It's until you trust us. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Give to something that you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, if, if somebody, um, betrayed you or manipulated from the pulpit, like, just sit and take in. It's okay. Like I, I, I think uh, I, I like to say, if you're hurt, what you should do is you should sit at Grace and consume Grace Church and let us love you for a year. Just get your feet under you. Then I would say, after a year, part of your rehab is you have to start facing those things. Mm-hmm. So I have never stolen your money. Mm-hmm. So don't don't treat me like that. Um, I am not a power broker that you heard about on some podcast. Right. No one who knows me no, would say that. Yep, I'm confident of that. So don't treat me like that. Yep. Well, you said the same statement he said. Well, right. It's the same Bible. It, <laughs> he, you know. So like sometimes those things are just true. Um, well, you didn't take a vote on things. Right, that is just bad church governance. Sure. <laughs> so we're not doing that. 
So there's a point, and and then I would ultimately say I have people do this all the time, and it takes it takes time because of my calendar, which I don't like. But I just uh, last Saturday had a guy. Um, he's like, I don't, I'm hurt. I don't know you. I think I want to be here. Can I have lunch? I'm like, yeah. And he looked at me, he goes, you do that? I'm like, I eat lunch every day. <laughs> like, And I said, I said, it'll take a little bit. It'll take six or seven weeks for my calendar to free up. But if we book it, he's like, oh, I'll do that. We had a wonderful time together. Mm-hmm. We just need to get to know each other, you know? Yeah. So I I hate Christian celebrityism. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the... Uh, uh, somehow you are the man of God and I am the peon of God. I'm like, that's not in the Bible anywhere. No. And I get the the thing, but that that's not my heart at all. You know, we were joking a little bit earlier. Like I don't I don't like it when uh people are nervous around me and mm-hmm. I don't like it when they analyze my eye movements, which literally has happened. Wow. And I, I'm like, I'm not doing anything but standing here. Sure. <laughs> and, and why did you cross your arms? Because my back hurt, probably, which it usually <laughs> does. I have a bad back. And so I'm just like, I, I don't know. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just being me. So I would say, if you don't trust us, just get to know us. Yeah. And, and we want to get to know you. And I think we're, I think we take very, very seriously. Uh, our instruction by God to protect the flock and to love hurting people. And we want to do that. And by the way, we hurt people. Mm-hmm. We're sinners. We don't mean to, right. but we certainly do. I, there's there's no perfection here. It's just not our heart. I had a, um, a great, great compliment, a mutual friend of ours, Bishop Joey Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, on a podcast, a thing we were doing yesterday. He said... Um, Somebody asked, why do you trust Jeff? And he said, because I'm 100% confident that Jeff Bogue would never intentionally hurt me. Mm. And I wanted to cry a little bit because yeah. I love him so much. And I'm like, right, I I don't want to ever be that way with anybody. And I can be a jerk, and I don't want to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. And and I'm probably pretty quick to apologize. But you have to get to know yep. those things and don't make these assumptions. The bigger something is, the more you assume. Mm-hmm. But the dirty little secret is when something is smaller, you actually assume even more mm-hmm. because you don't ask these important questions sure. about it. So That's good. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit there, and uh, and I shouldn't even say that because nothing is behind the curtain, and that's kind of the point, and just helping people understand uh, where you're at, where the church is at, um, our uh, desire and heartbeat here to be transparent and to be open and to be uh, real with one another. If you have questions in general, um, maybe it's about the leadership. Maybe something in this struck you. Maybe there's something that caught your ear. Uh, we would love to address those. Or maybe you have different questions about other things. You can always submit any of those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps, and that could be, you know, maybe it's 
processing some of that old hurt. Uh, Maybe it's answering some questions about the direction of the church. Maybe it's just finally stepping into some areas where you can build those relationships and see if that unity and trust can happen here at Grace. We would love to help you do that. If you like and want more of what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And of course, if you're in the area and looking for a church home, we'd love to have you uh, check out Grace here or online if you're out of the area. Um, Well, we're really glad you were here. So thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.